The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we are going to discuss Mammon, a demon lord, and the demon who rules over the deadly sin of greed. We'll start with his portrayal in John Milton's epic poem, Paradise Lost before transitioning into an exploration of the historical and linguistic origins of the term mammon in the biblical canon. We'll investigate how this term evolved from abstraction to personification, from a word denoting greed into a demonic entity, tracing this development from its Aramaic roots, then to Greek, Latin, and English. Following this, we'll examine the teachings on mammon in the New Testament, specifically the Gospel of Matthew, illuminating how this term was initially used. Finally, we'll delve into notable historical texts that link Mammon to the seven deadly sins, showing him to be the deadly demon who presides over the deadly sin of greed. Alright, let's get into it. Paradise Lost is an epic poem by John Milton, first published in 1667. This monumental work of literature is hailed as one of the greatest in the English language and is considered one of the crown jewels of the Western canon. It reimagines the biblical story of humanity's fall, portraying the rebellion of Satan and his cohort of fallen angels, their banishment from heaven, and their subsequent schemes to corrupt and ruin mankind. Through its exploration of profound themes such as free will, temptation, the nature of evil, and the consequences of defying the divine, Paradise Lost delves into the complexities of human existence, the nature of God, and the eternal battle between good and evil. Milton's poetic genius paints a vivid picture of the sublime celestial realms, the desolate depths of hell, the untouched beauty of Eden, and the catastrophic consequences of human transgression. The grandeur of his verse, its rich symbolism and vivid imagery lend depth to the narrative and its underlying themes. In Paradise Lost, Mammon is portrayed as one of the fallen angels who rebelled alongside Satan. He personifies the sin of greed, symbolizing an insatiable yearning for material wealth. Milton describes Mammon as the least erected spirit that fell from heaven, connoting that his gaze and thoughts are directed earthward, preoccupied with material wealth. This focus aligns with a New Testament passage, explored later in the video, asserting that one cannot devote themselves simultaneously to the worship of God and the pursuit of wealth. Thus, by fixating on earthly riches, Mammon neglects the divine realm above, highlighting the mutually exclusive nature of God and greed. Within the fallen angel's assembly in hell, this following their banishment from heaven, Mammon proposes a pragmatic approach. Rather than continuing their fruitless war against God, they should aim to build their own kingdom, free from divine control. This stance differs from Satan's ceaseless ambition to wage war against heaven, emphasizing the diverse ways in which defiance against God can manifest. Redirecting our focus from seminal literary works to biblical canon, the word mammon, while it does not appear in the Old Testament, is featured in the New Testament, included, in fact, since it was first written in the first century AD. The New Testament, when it was originally composed, was primarily written in Koine Greek. This language, a widely spoken dialect from the 4th century BC to the 4th century AD, 
was a linguistic bridge across various ethnic and cultural populations within the Eastern Mediterranean and the Middle East. The New Testament's composition in this prevalent dialect notably contributed to the dissemination and receptiveness of Christian teachings across these diverse regions. Koine Greek was made widespread by the conquests of Alexander the Great and the subsequent Hellenistic period. It is called Koine, meaning common, to differentiate it from other forms of Greek used before and after this period. The word Mammonas appears in the original Greek text of the New Testament, specifically in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. In these passages, it is used to express material wealth or worldly riches in the context of condemning and warning against the spiritual dangers of greed, how one cannot be both godly and greedy, meaning the righteousness of virtue and the corruption of vice cannot coincide. The Greek mamonas was derived from the Aramaic antecedent mamona, which was commonly used to denote wealth or material possessions. Later, mamonas was transliterated into Latin as mamona in the Latin Vulgate, the authoritative Latin translation of the Bible made by St. Jerome in the 4th century. Latin, being the language of scholarship and liturgy in Western Europe during the Middle Ages, significantly influenced the development of many modern European languages, including English. Thus, Mamona was adopted into Middle English as Mammon, used in the Middle Ages to refer to wealth or greed, eventually personified as a demonic entity in literary, occult, and theological works. Mammon maintained its form and meaning into modern English, and is still used today in contemporary English versions of the Bible. Now that we understand where the word mammon comes from, we are going to delve into a New Testament passage, specifically a passage from the Gospel of Matthew that features it. This will shed light on how the word was originally used, which, as said, was to denote material wealth or worldly riches. With that done, we'll then see how the concept of mammon evolved over centuries of theological and cultural discourse. The Gospel of Matthew is one of the four canonical Gospels in the New Testament of the Christian Bible. Traditionally attributed to the Apostle Matthew, a former tax collector who became one of the twelve disciples of Jesus. It presents a detailed account of the life, teachings, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It emphasizes Jesus' role as the long-awaited Messiah and the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. The Gospel highlights Jesus' teachings on moral and ethical principles, including the Sermon on the Mount, the parables, and his interactions with various individuals. It also addresses important theological themes, such as the Kingdom of God, faith, forgiveness, and the mission of the disciples. Matthew 6 verse 24 reads, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. This passage, spoken by Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount, is a proclamation against materialism and the worship of wealth. The passage presents a binary choice between serving God or serving wealth, suggesting that devotion to material possessions diverts and distracts from serving God. The passage and others like it are the foundation for why, in time, Mammon became personified as a demon. This conceptual shift largely occurred during the Middle Ages, influenced by interpretations of biblical texts 
and the desire to codify and personify sinful behaviors. The Bible does not offer an extensive, detailed doctrine of demons. While there are mentions of demons and demonic possessions in the New Testament, specifically in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and the Book of Acts, these do not elaborate significantly on their nature, hierarchy, or functions. In the Old Testament, references to demonic entities are even scarcer. During the Middle Ages and the early modern period, theologians, church authorities, and lay writers began to compile grimoires, conduct exorcisms, and prosecute witch trials. These activities generated a substantial body of extra-biblical lore about demons, which included the classification of demons, attributing to them specific sins, abilities, and responsibilities. Two key examples of this phenomenon include the Lantern of Light, a 14th century text that associates seven demons with the seven deadly sins, and the 16th century work of Peter Binsfeld, who also classifies demons based on the seven deadly sins. We will now examine both of these works in greater detail. The Lantern of Light is an anonymous treatise dating from the late Middle Ages, specifically the 15th century. It is noted for being one of the first texts to propose a systematic classification of demons and their associated sins, highlighting a list of seven demons, each one linked to one of the seven deadly sins with Mammon being the demon associated with the sin of greed. According to the Lantern of Light, the seven deadly demons of the seven deadly sins are as follows. Lucifer, Pride, Beelzebub, Envy, Satan, Wrath, Abaddon, Sloth, Mammon, Greed, Belphegor, Gluttony, and Asmodeus, Lust. Binsfeld's classification is another system that links seven demons to the seven deadly sins proposed by the German bishop and theologian Peter Binsfeld in the late 16th century. This classification system is considered an elaboration upon the ideas presented in the Lantern of Light. In Binsfeld's classification, Mammon again is associated with the sin of greed. Interestingly, though, Binsfeld's own configuration differs from that given in the Lantern of Light, matching different deadly demons to different deadly sins. According to Binsfeld's classification, the seven deadly demons of the seven deadly sins are as follows. Lucifer, Pride, Leviathan, Envy, Satan, Wrath, Belphegor, Sloth, Mammon, Greed, Beelzebub, Gluttony, and Asmodeus, Lust. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.